Welcome back to What They Don't Ask. I'm Allie. And I'm Daniel. Our guest this week is Ryan Dahlstrom. And Ryan is a friend of mine that I met through my friend Ben, who's an artist in LA. And Ryan was someone that I leaned on pretty heavily in the early stages of grief. We we didn't hang out super often, but the conversations that we had and the insights that he gave me in that time were incredibly helpful and uh, exactly what I needed in that time. And so that's why I wanted to invite him on this podcast. He is an incredibly uh, candid guest and offers a lot of his story. And we were really thankful to spend time with him. And I also want to thank Allie for reeling me in uh, <laughs> at certain points in this podcast. I was just ready to share my story. and It was very uh, early in the project. And I think right. we, we've learned a lot in the past year of recording of how to interview people, how to sit with people. And yeah, in the beginning, we had a lot more to share. And the sort of premise of our conversations with people wasn't fully formed I think we wanted to ease loneliness in general and I think in the beginning it was more that we wanted to have conversations with people and so we're definitely more participatory in this one and we recorded this almost a year ago in December of 2021 so quite a bit of time has passed since this recording and we've both listened back to it and um, it's interesting to hear yourself describe the way you feel a year ago this is the second episode that we recorded and it was actually after we had decided to kind of combine forces and start this podcast together so it's very conversational um, and you'll hear a lot from Allie and me both about our grief processes and this episode is really centered around how our parents responded to uh, to grief. Yeah, the story, the conversation really found its uh, found its flow when we started talking about our respective experiences uh, when our parents remarried. So, moms and dads of all of us, if you're listening to this. I hope you come to it with a little bit of grace for yourself and a little bit of grace for us because it's like none of the parents in this story did anything technically wrong. Sure. It just felt bad to the, it felt bad to their, the children surviving. Right. 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 And I think we talk a little bit about that in this episode that everyone grieves differently and, when you're hit with the grief of parent loss, I think it's really hard to see the other parent as an individual and not simply just as a parent. And it yeah. took me a long Aww. time to realize that my dad is an individual with feelings and emotions and his own grief and all of this. That's a great way to put that. Yes. So parents, if you listen to this, uh, maybe call us after. 
(laughs) (laughs) Yes, please, if you would like to. We thought long and hard about whether or not we would redact some of the things that we said in this podcast, specifically some of the anger that we voice um, because it feels a little tender to say that out loud. And there's this worry of, are we going to hurt our parents' feelings? But to honor the integrity of the show, being that the hope and the purpose of it is to ease loneliness, I think the perspective we offer is will be helpful to other kids who lose their parents and walk through what it looks like for their mom or dad to remarry after loss. We hope you appreciate this episode and are able to connect with it in any way that that you need to. One last forewarning, this episode does contain explicit language. So Ryan, can you tell us about how you came to know grief? Yeah. Um, My mom died in 2014, March 7th. Um, and, and that was, it's funny because it was, I got the phone call just around the corner at Zello's pizza. Mm. And so, um, my mom called or my, my dad called and I just kind of let it go to voicemail. And then my brother called uh, right after. And, um, it's like the, you know, the call that you're, you, 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 you have seen in movies or you've seen, or you've like thought about, but you never anticipate getting, you know, and, right. and my brother just saying mom's dead. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, and so that was March to March, 2014. And, um, we got married like a month late. We were set to get married a month later. Oh. And so it was a, it was a, it was a brutal time of year, but you know, like, I came to know that no, like grief in that way was way different. You know, I'd had my grandmother had passed away and, and, um, I'd had, um, aunts pass away and, you know, known people in my life or a community that had passed away. But my mom was such a gigantic figure in my life. Right. Gigantic. Like, so I think that it was a, a massive, loss like and and there's a lot i think that goes into that like you know just like family dynamics and and all those kinds of things but that's really kind of i think my life before my mom died is is one chapter of my life and my life my life Mm. after my mom died is another chapter and it just so happens that so many adult things happened after my mom died, yeah, you know, getting married, having right. kids, yeah. changing jobs into more professional, and, but, and all of that was that was in line. It was coming up like she was ready to be grandma and have a right. daughter-in-law. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So. Right. Man. Um. I think we, you were just like a huge person for me because yeah your mom was march 2014 and then my mom was october 2015. yeah i remember Mm -hmm. ben introduced us and 
I mean, I just, I distinctly remember I was having a super rough night mm. one night and I remember just calling you mm. and you just listening to me cry, just mm. wanting to hear or, or me wanting someone to hear me cry. Mm. Like I, I, there are a lot of times that I'm okay. Yeah. But then there are times that I want people to hear it and see it. And, and just knowing that you, understood that so well and it was still pretty fresh for you mm. at that mm. time and uh, yeah i one thing i want to talk about in this podcast is like how did you approach it when it when it first happened for you so mm. you you got the call mm. what was like your response what and yeah. then and then you know the weeks the months after that if you yeah if you remember yeah i do yeah i let me just pause and say like i i really felt privileged to get that phone call from you mm. like it was a, a beautiful moment yeah you know like mm -hmm. a really very vulnerable like extreme of vulnerability on your part you know and and feeling privileged to be someone that you would turn to in that time and and yeah the rawness of that was yeah it was very real and and um so yeah just to make note of that yeah you dude. know yeah um yeah, yeah i think the you know it's funny i because like the so the we went ahead with the wedding because mm. my mom had planned so much of it mm. she was such a significant part of our lives like she's the matriarch of my family my extended family because my grandmother had passed away and she kind of had this um massive gravity to her in the sense of like mm. keeping the family together and so like the idea of like canceling the wedding which she had so much to do with like you know i remember her you know like helping me plan the food thing i was like look we're just gonna get a taco guy or like a you know the mm -hmm. in and out truck she's like you can't do that. she's like you can't do that you know you have people traveling from far away and so she's like well, what do you want what do you want for it and so she's like i well oh. we like this one food truck from san diego and and she's like okay well let me look at the menu and so she's like okay we're gonna do this we're gonna do this Aww. and so it was like things like that and then like um you know just you know she threw a shower only only a few weeks before yeah only a few weeks before she passed away oh from my God. my wife in san francisco and so she threw that shower and, mm. and so and then my wife jesse was the last person of my brothers and i to talk to her on the phone um that day and so it was just a, it was like there was just so much of like her in the wedding and and so much of yeah. that that meant like we should move forward with it but you asked like, how did it feel? Well, it's like, I don't think I, there was a moment where I was on the dance floor and I like, mm. and I, and I had this, like, I'm like, my, I'm above my body right now oh, moment. Man. Oh wow! I'm like, Whoa. kind of, I'm not presently here. I, sh I know I should be like cognitively. I know I should be right. enjoying this moment and mm. every, all my friends are here. All my family's here, but like, I'm not here. And then there was just like, and then finally when all the, the wedding stuff was over and we were like on the way to our honeymoon, I think I felt that. I was like, oh, crap.
crap. Like it's, yeah. you know, um, you know, it's, it's really kind of there, you know, yeah. the grief is heavy and, um, and then I think it just became like, and it was, you know, I, we had talked about my dad and stuff. And my right. Dad, my yeah. dad, you know, so it wasn't, it was like not that long after and like where my dad started dating, yeah. you know, in June. Oh, so it's like March, my mom died. April, you know, was our wedding. June, my dad started right. dating. And so yeah. it was, it was not much to process, you know, in all those times because you yeah. know, you're just kind of like, you just had to move through it. And yeah. I guess like that's, I was just moving through. It's trying to, trying to figure it out, figure it out. But right. You get, you, you, you know what I'm talking about. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. Early marriage is hard enough. Right. Without a compounding factor. Totally. And I, I have to imagine that grief really set a tone yeah. for you guys moving forward yeah yeah it was it was yeah it's it's true i also just feel super lucky because i'm the oldest of uh three boys and mm. my brothers didn't have anybody we didn't have like a you know a significant other to turn to and mm -hmm. and you know like having jesse there through that was like it was super mm. comforting there was she was very much an anchor yeah you know in in the best way possible yeah you know in in like yeah early marriage you're just kind of sorting through all these things and figuring things stuff out and then um but then it was like i think there a lot of our the strength of our relationship was real revealed because it, you know we could kind of process this stuff together and, and right you know and right. she was really good about that and saying you know drawing it out of me and so mm. yeah it was good yeah my my brother was uh was really worried about me because i didn't have that mm. i remember him saying that like how is daniel gonna process this stuff yeah. mm -hmm. and and we've talked about this in the last one that we recorded is that i had the, i had a bereavement group mm. that i that i went to wow. weekly and um but yeah i if i didn't have that yeah, and and also I was going to therapy as well. And yeah, yeah, and it it yeah. There, I think, like, like the like there's something about like the motherly female energy that I think like like when you get that from like a spouse like comforting you yeah in the midst of something like that there's like something like about it and my my therapist was uh a, an older woman and i often say that she like mothered me yeah. through the death of my yep. mother and like i don't know what it's like for you like mm. like the male energy from mm -hmm. ryan or how yeah. yeah yeah in my own loss i i think i really turned to my female friends for mm. care um Ryan was such a support in a lot of the like physical aspects of my life. I didn't cook. I didn't clean. I didn't grocery shop. Mm. I didn't do dishes. I didn't take out the dogs. Like I, I, I really shut down as just a functional human for, I would say, at least a month. Mm. I just, I yeah. couldn't cope with everyday tasks. So he... His 
uh, support for me through grieving my dad was more physical, whereas I mm. sought emotional refuge with my female friends. Mm. Um, which, yeah, yeah, I don't like know. that I, that motherly energy. Yeah, yeah, there was something I really resented about men uh, after dad died because they weren't dad, mm. and so the like. Mm. My dad was such a charismatic, deep, um, just talented human, talented at making connections with humans. So losing that type of a person and then just having in contrast the, the other male figures in my life who just weren't dad, I, I really struggled to... Um, to be with other men. And um, yeah, so I sought refuge with my female friends. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ryan, I'm curious for you. Um, oh, I had a question. This is going to come out in the editing. It's so great. That <laughs> Daniel's going to edit this. Well, yeah. Like, um, that's that's i mean i like it being candid you know it's, yeah it's totally. okay we, but we <laughs> can it's, edit. It, it's also funny because i yeah. don't know i know your story but i didn't yeah. hear your, mm-hmm. your yeah. dad's story and you kind of yeah. gave me a little piece of it but yeah it'd be nice to hear i don't yeah. know if you've already talked about it in the previous yeah I, my dad died suddenly it'll be it'll be four years january 4th mm. um in a like pretty freak accident um, so it was, it was like super out of the blue, mm. right? I mean, I'd seen him eight days earlier for our Christmas gathering and my family all lives in Oklahoma okay. and we were living, we had just moved to an apartment in Malibu. Everything was still in boxes in okay. eight days after we get, got back from that trip, I get, I get the call that he's, um, that he's gone and uh yeah 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 the su- the suddenness of those things that mm-hmm. it just feels cruel would do you mind telling us how your mom died yeah. um my my mom and dad were preparing their their you know retirement life their next mm-hmm. chapter up in murphy's yeah uh california like so they had bought a house on like six acres, beautiful house, like super cool. And and my, it was like my mom's dream. And she was really kind of coming alive and found a new, I think when we all, all the, all of my brothers and I like had left, you know, she was like that kind of chapter of her life was done. And so she was, mm-hmm. you know, they were preparing, you know, their next chapter together and, and, um, so they were up there. They were up there because the pipes had burst in the house, oh. and so they were actually at a hotel. And um, and so um, they were doing repairs on the house, and they were staying at a hotel nearby. And my dad went out to go get dinner. Um, well, when he came back, my mom had, I think, in that time, had a heart attack, mm. and so he, you know part of his grief is the fact that he really tried to revive her. Oh. And, and so he has a lot of these images in his head. Oh, yeah. He talks about and, and, you know, and the paramedics coming in and getting a pulse back, but then it not 
coming back fully. Yeah, and, and so, you know, I was, I was at Zello Pizza, you know, with Jesse and another couple friend of ours, and you know, and um, and they were all the way up at Murphy's, and so we, you know, our couple friend, they're like, we're gonna drive you. And so they drove us to San Francisco Whoa. at least Whoa. right away. It was wild. And so they were super gracious and, and, um, but yeah, mm. that's, she, she, she died suddenly because yeah. of a massive heart attack. So super sudden, super sudden. Yeah. There's something so specific about sudden loss. Yes. I think, yes. Um, Daniel, you can speak to this, but I, I get the sense that a lot of grieving for people who lose people to sickness grieving begins before in yeah. some respects there's when loss is sudden there's no preamble it right, is just right. like i just i picture it like being plopped in the into the middle of an ocean yeah <laughs> in like the middle of a storm you're yeah. just like right smack dab in the middle yeah. of it out of nowhere yeah and just yeah. like how do you find land yes yeah right yeah, you know, I, so relating to you on that, my, my mom was the central, she like her, yeah. her only brother had, you know, went off the deep end with drugs and, and kind of, uh, definitely just like he left the family, moved to Colorado, kept in very little touch with everyone. And, um, so my mom was the, the center point. She like, like you said, just gravity, she was the gravitational mm, point. And yeah. so, um, uh, it, there, it never crossed my mind mm -hmm. that she was going to die. Um, huh. and Yeah, I, I, yeah, it just never crossed my mind. Even when she got sick. I mean, I, I, when we found out that she had cancer, she was actually visiting here and, um, which I think I talked about last time, but, uh, I, yeah, I cried. I was sad. Mm. I was scared, but there was so much hope yeah. and, um, uh, I, at this point, wouldn't consider myself a Christian, but there was a lot of faith in that time yeah. too. So I just, I didn't think, and I, I, I didn't think it was going to happen. And I think even leading up to it, I was just in denial. Cause mm -hmm. I, one thing that would hit me uh, that I kind of recently processed was that I didn't look up the statistics. I didn't look up that which um like i said in the last one i i uh yeah i i'm normally a very logical person and i wasn't in this moment i was just like total hope sure total it's gonna be fine this is mom like this doesn't this isn't gonna happen to my mom and i would hear about families that mothers or fathers who had gotten cancer i would just get so much anxiety just sick to my stomach thinking about it and I just never thought it was it was gonna happen and I think 
um, you know, the stages of grief, I, I, if I remember correctly, were, are like designed for the people who are dying. And, um, and I think we go through them too, but, um, I think for me in that moment of, of starting my grief, I was in denial. Yeah. Mm, I, yeah. I mm. did no thought. Yeah. And we even had um, a code blue at one point wow. in her sickness. And like, she, like oh, the, wow. they like brought her back. Yeah. Wow. Oh. And. Oh, man. Yeah. Mm. And. And she came out of it. She was like fine for a while after that. And like her throat had swollen up or something. Um. But yeah, I, I feel like in like how our moms were and then like after the death, it feels very similar with you because I, I, I didn't get, she hadn't died yet, but I got a call. I was in a movie theater mm. and um, got the call. My, my dad called me or uh, no, my brother called me um, and I sent him to voicemail. And then he called me again. And then I was like, like, dude, like, what's up? And he's like, hey, like, it's not looking good with mom. Yeah. Like, you should head up here. And I was like, and I was in denial still. Mm. I was just like, it's like, it's mom. It's yeah. gonna, she's going to be fine. She's going to yeah. be fine. And then I got another call from him. And then I sent it a voicemail. And then my dad called me. Mm. And I was like, my my heart just sunk in that yeah. moment and mm. i i i didn't answer it and i but i stepped outside the theater and i i called him back and and that's when he said that daniel it's, it's not looking good mm. they don't know if she's gonna make it through the night and then i mm. i just fell to the floor yeah mm. i i my knees gave out and i just yeah and i was just sitting on the floor and i was like dad don't tell me that like what do you mean what do you like mm -hmm. and he's like they told me they're doing everything they can wow. to keep her alive right now and so i went into the theater i got my two friends that i was with and um and Chris, my roommate, and another roommate of mine, um, they they drove me up that wow. night, and um, yeah, I uh, and even as we were driving up, I was just still in this process of denial, <laughs> and um, and then she then she died that day, mm. which that i can't remember if you made it i did yeah mm. and um which like in this moment i like feel guilty you know because mm. like i i got i got to be there and mm. and it i mean there are you know certain things that are kind of unseeable in that moment um 
it's just like cancer is just a mean thing. Yeah, right. It's a mean, yeah, it's a mean organism. And yeah, uh, and I think after she died, it was immediate depression. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, not getting out of bed. Yeah. Like everything felt like a chore, every little thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, that's where I, as you're telling your story, Ryan, and you're talking about having a wedding. Yeah. Right. A month later. Right. I'm like, how do you rally in that moment? There's so many logistical things for bride and groom to achieve. Yeah. Yeah. And that seems like an insurmountable (laughs) goal. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's interesting. I, I, I think about that and hearing both your stories and, and think about, I, I, I definitely think I was depressed. I think I equate it to a lot of things that like, you know, you see, in movies or something can inspire or like articulate for yourself like maybe what you're feeling and i think about inception and mm. how he he had that deep down you know elevator that last floor yeah. that he like stu- i did that with my grief i just yeah stuffed it down you mm. know and mm. you know i i found a place a new place to you know store some emotions you yeah. know um yeah to get through it you know and yeah. to cope and and um you know i i still think that there's like things that grief that i'm processing and um, right you know i didn't i didn't yeah i didn't get time to like sit in it you know really you know we were we actually when we were up in murphy's we didn't the house still wasn't ready to be at so we actually stayed at my former pastor's house a few miles up the road and were there for like two weeks and so that was like uh that felt like we were being cared for, mm-hmm. you know, it was my brothers, my dad and, and my wife. And, and, and so it was like, it felt good to be there, but it was also, it was just weird. It was surreal. Mm-hmm. Like you, you described it as being dropped off in the middle of a, a storm in the middle of the ocean. I, mm-hmm. it felt like a, a bomb went off, mm-hmm. you know, suddenly. And, and I was in shell shock. I was in right. shock. I think if you said denial, depression, you know, articulating some emotions or or f- how these emotions function in us, for me it was like shell shock. I, I don't think I completely felt everything, and then I was like also putting it somewhere else, you know. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I think, you know, um, the grief has slowly like come out over time in other ways, and and I think that's kind of where, um, you know, just I think uh that that's been interesting to kind of like process and think through you know how it comes out now and you know um but yeah it i i hear i hear similar stories in the sense of like you're you're you're, you get these emotion a flood of emotions and you don't know what to do with it you don't you're not ever you're it's a different kind of set of emotions and then you kind of process it in a way where like uh, each individually the way it like we we think works or 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 mm-hmm. our our bodies or our minds kind of like process it at the time and yeah right, you know there's not a lot of sense making yeah exactly those first yeah 
few months. Yeah. And if you like grow up in a Christian background, mm-hmm. right. there's other, right. other, like, and I don't know yes. if you can swear and thing, you know, you can yeah. say yeah. anything yeah. you yeah. want to say. But there's a lot of shit to process, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. on the theological side of things, you yes. know, cause you're just like, you go through and, in a lot of this, like things start getting, holes start getting poked yes. in, yep. in, in a lot of things. And you're just like, mm-hmm. okay, well this thing, this container that used to be able to hold, mm-hmm. you know, like if you're we're using scripture, this, you know, it's, it's like old wineskins. Mm-hmm. And I have all this new stuff coming in at me, new wine, mm-hmm. and 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 it doesn't hold it. Like it no. doesn't right. hold it anymore. No. Right. Like and and so you're just like, well, fuck, I don't know what to do with this. You know, it's like yeah. you're like, um, you you're just kind of left like doing the best you can. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. Got like a puddle of wine in your yeah. hands. Yeah, you're like, like, yeah. Well, this is okay. right. Can't hold this forever. I'm right. gonna have to do other things with my hands. <laughs> right. right. Gotta figure it out somehow. Are you worried? I'm about gonna it? evict my story yeah. dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, we moved back up to SF. That's a whole other piece of it too. Yeah, it's like we right. moved back into my own my my family's old home. Yeah, while Whoa. I was getting my teaching credential, wow. yeah, so that was a trip too. Uh-huh. Yeah, I I did want to kind of specifically talk about the dad stuff. Sure, yeah, yeah. My dad too. Um, yeah, I think two months after uh, my mom had died, maybe like two and a half, like close to three, mm-hmm. um, he started. Uh, started dating someone and uh and it was something that him and uh my family hid from me for a while i was the last to know um i didn't uh i think they started dating like mid-january ish um and uh he didn't i wasn't aware of it until april Um, wow so yeah i just wanted like that was something that we talked about uh whenever yeah. we would talk about it it was something that was processing you know, that yeah, yeah right and yeah just like what was that like for you if you don't mind talking about it yeah i mean it's um i mean it's kind of like come full circle at this point yeah so, which is kind of it's a good time to talk about it at the moment um but so like I would say my dad actually called my wife because he his a his AA sponsor was like, hey, you should t- reach out to your 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 son's wife and ask her her opinion of it whoa. of what to do, which whoa. is a trip. That, like, is Dude, so... that guy is like, don't take advice from that guy. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? oh. come know? on, AA sponsor. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. seriously. And so yeah. I get, I remember. It's funny. You 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 know you have memories that are singed in your head, right? Like mm-hmm. just yes. like grief yep. and these mm-hmm. moments, right? And and so. Um, I was, we were at a bike shop and Jesse's like, I just had the weirdest call with your dad. Wow. And you guys were together. We were together. I think I was in the shop. She was in the car and I come out and she's oh. like, I'm, I shouldn't tell you, but he told me not to tell you. But I was like, what, 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 what? And she, and my, you're like, your dad asked if it's okay, if I should, if it's okay, if he, he, he could date. 
and if I and to get my advice about it. And I was like, what the hell? I was like, this is crazy. And yeah. so shortly thereafter, he told all of my like my brothers and I, you know, like, hey, I'm gonna start, you know, I my he he paid for a service to find him, you know, like a, a right. date. Or like, right. you know, Same with my, yeah, you know yeah. it's not like he went on Christian like, Mingle yeah, or eHarmony yeah. or he paid yeah. for like, uh, uh, you know, dating, right. adult uh. dating service, you know? And so, right, right. Yeah. That's, it was oh. crazy. Yeah. And so we, so he, the first girlfriend he had, um, what, or like whatever, I don't know if he called it his girlfriend, but like. <laughs> It was like we i wanted to be part of the process i wanted to know and be there and part of oh. it is knowing my dad's vulnerability he was a, he was an mm -hmm. alcoholic a mm. addict you know previously and but still like this very like um super honest in 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 his own way like you know phenomenal leader um but also had his you know dark side his shadow side you know yeah. like yeah like everyone Just like everyone right yeah. like you know and so in and my dad and i are super cool now and so but at the time you know you kind of know i think part of the grief was like i was in crisis mode so i was assessing everything and i could see where my dad was vulnerable i could see where my brothers were vulnerable i wasn't really paying attention to my own vulnerabilities but you know it's like mm -hmm. and so i knew you know my dad had this passive being an addict, being almost dependent upon my mom, mm. you know, their marriage maybe not being as like, you know, balanced as maybe it should be, you know, but like, you know, whose is, you know, it's like, so right. like, mm -hmm. you're just kind of like thinking about that stuff and then it becomes an issue when, you know, he started dating. So his first girlfriend, mm. he starts dating and, and um, my dad went off the deep end, like, like, you know, my, and it was crazy because my, my, my brothers moved in to live with my dad at our old house Whoa. and my brother was borrowing my dad's iPad and, mm. um, and he, the text between him and this girl, oh this woman come up oh, and it's like, whoa. he's already oh, like, this man. is like August of that same year. And he's already saying, I love you. Oh. And she sends a picture of like this really like super expensive necklace that he got her. And so that oh, wow. that was like the first big blow in our family where like right. we began I feel like we began parting ways. Like it like my brother was super pissed, you know, um I was mad. Right. You know, and yeah. It was just crazy. And so you know, my dad was off on the deep end like you know, just trying to figure out life and figure out himself and figure out that and so um I think they broke up like a month later because she found out about like us being mad or something like that or you know like, oh, and it just and it didn't all like work out i think she picked up on my dad being desperate at the time you know yep. or, like trying to figure out himself and but then right. subsequently like he dated some other people and then finally he dated like the woman that would become his wife okay you know and and that was mm -hmm. a whole long process of yeah you know um meeting her for the first time mm. and trying to feel like you know like um it's also the fact that like i there's just like there's so much stuff so many layers to this too like of processing it because like my mom was uh immigrant she was chinese indonesia Indo indonesian from indonesia and immigrated here 
and then my dad's white and so you know there's like all this oh, other stuff yeah. layers of like pro processing also you know thinking like who's my dad gonna date the first right you know like what does that look like i know that's mm. like a a weird superficial thing but no. it's like something that you're thinking about i don't about. think it's a weird yeah. or superficial I, thing know. at all yeah yeah and so it makes a lot of sense yeah. so the first the first his first girlfriend was filipino and then Whoa. and then this the woman that would become his wife um was white and and mm. it was like um it was just like a weird experience like it was also like mm -hmm. the uh you know when when the election of uh of trump was happening too and she was like oh, pro-trump and i'm i'm like big time oh, bernie oh, you know no. and so it was just like these weird conversations would come uh, up and you're just like what the hell is happening right now yeah oh. and it was just like super hard to like process that man, you know what i mean i i never you man i mean of course like i'm i'm white like i, I didn't even think about like like the heritage aspect on your mm -hmm. end like is it weird does it feel does that feel weird that that he's not married to like an, yeah i didn't know like there's there's been moments of like processing that like there's like you know this woman you know he 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 came to marry like we were up in portland because she's from portland and we're there to celebrate my dad's birthday and she's like oh well i kind of i brought my i brought my chopsticks with me oh and i was like what the fuck are you you know i was like what? i was like trying to keep it together and i was like and she ordered something specifically asian oriented and we were at a steakhouse and i was like i don't know what's happening here but this oh. feels really oh. weird oh man and it was just like things like that and then they oh. and you know just like it it's just been like it was like i you know uh, just like I, we're getting off on tangents but <laughs> no like, there's i like, think like, this is oh, man. Oh. Here's, here's what I, as oh, you're talking man. one of the things that makes grieving i think specifically the parent death yeah so profound is when the other half of your biology dies yes it's a, mm. a part of your family culture mm. goes too yeah right so right. with your mom having indonesian yeah what was the other half chinese yeah chinese sorry yeah chinese indonesian heritage when she died that significance of that not the significance right. but the tie and the anchor yeah. to that heritage went too so then a, a white woman comes to yeah, fill right. her role not her shoes but her right. role yeah right then it's a secondary death i like yeah it's it another is. funeral yeah, it it's another yeah. thing to grieve because you can't there's no hope of having any semblance of what family was anymore totally. right it was yeah it's it's almost like being erased and yeah you, it was it was super crazy it was like really hard was being at the wedding so we went up mm. to oregon to be at this wedding and yeah all, and it was all white people oh man and it was all blonde yep. you know tall oh. white people and you're just and i'm i'm sitting there like i didn't want to be in the wedding my dad asked me to be one of the groomsmen which oh, was no. like you know i just did it i'm a people pleaser and like <laughs> ultimately i i like have this anger and then i like mm -hmm. it wears me down then i end up like giving in but um and then it was crazy because like you know her 
da- her daughter-in-laws or the there was all these comments about us being asian and like weird like weird things that you know like occurred and like you know like so like there i forget we were in line and um for food and one of her daughter-in-laws is like talking to my brother and is like oh oh you know you, you Kirk, you probably like, this is my brother, Kirk. He's like, you probably like scallops, right? Like, that's kind of like an Asian, like, thing. And I was like, wait, what? We're in freaking Portland right now. It's like, <laughs> we're in the Pacific Northwest. Like, everybody likes scallops. Right. It's like, what are you Whoa. talking about? It was like this weird overreaching of, like, trying to relate and, like, just, like. Very, very elementary fumbling efforts yes. at speaking to your heritage. Totally super yeah right perfectly said yeah. right yeah trying very to be bad kind. very bad very, very bad. bad trying to be kind and relate but yeah. just like having no yeah. sensitivity or right. depth of knowledge yes. to be able to speak whereas totally. it would have been better to maybe ask some informed right. questions yes totally exactly right or, ask right yeah oh man yeah it was super yeah that's exactly yeah. right it was like just it was wild and and you know, I remember sitting there in the, in the, there was like this slideshow of pictures and, and it was like for the first five minutes, like it was a long slideshow. So like for the first, like three to five minutes, it was all her family. I was like, are they going to include like even pictures of her ex-husband? Oh my. And I was like, Whoa. are they going to include like our family at, at all? And then like, when you think, when like it was all said and done that, you know, we're sitting there my brothers and I are looking around like, dude, like what the heck is happening? And like probably the percentage we were on that slideshow was like maybe 30%. And so it did feel like we were being erased, yeah. you know, or like mm. some part of us was being erased. My dad had at that time also cut himself off from my mom's side of the family. Oh. So, <clears throat> oh man. So like no cousins or, or like, yeah. Uh, Cause no, I imagine like no aunt, none of mom. my like yeah. aunts or uncles were there or anything yeah. like oh, that. Man. And, um, yeah it was just it was yes that was a trip and so that he he got so that we knew you know my dad was like you know had like these like vulnerabilities to him and so he he got in this marriage that felt like he was just kind of being settling you know in a lot of ways and he didn't know who he was at the time you know Mm -hmm. and and then you know uh subsequently like over the years it got it was it was rough you know they had some tough times and you know they had talked about divorce multiple times and um he had like left portland a few times just to like get away you know and um and then probably about a year ago yeah maybe a year ago he left and says i'm not going back to oregon but they were still married and they were still trying to figure it out and they were sort of living in two different Mm. cities for a year and then just recently they they filed for divorce okay so um but like it's taken all that for like my dad i think to really come to a place where he's settled into who he is honestly in this this moment like where he like you know the whole thing that i thought about was like and when I think about grief and when I think about even like crisis, it's like assessing what you have and, and saying like, what do I have? And I'm not saying this is a formula by any means, but like with, when thinking about my dad, it's like, you know, like when you're left 
with not knowing what to do or like you're you're like this huge void in your life mm-hmm. sometimes it's thinking thinking about picking up the pieces you do have mm-hmm. making the best of it and mm-hmm. it's like in that time he kind of like was like no i i know that like i have all this other stuff in my life but i'm gonna just kind of go pursue my own life and like figure out my own self and and that's what he did you know he he didn't abandon us as his sons but like it kind of felt like he chose a different path. Like yeah. He didn't yeah. Like, right. He didn't intentionally try to like build from there and like kind of support us. You know, he tried, yeah. but he couldn't. Mm. He wasn't in a place to. And then, so now he's like really involved in our lives where he's like come down to like watch our kids. Whoa. And he's like really loves being a grandpa. Wow. And I think like that's been like a new revelation for him where he's kind of found a new identity maybe like a new sense of vocation yeah in that you know so it's kind of come full circle wow where and i'm very thankful for where we're at now you know i don't know if there's like another you know for him another place where he'll you know explore but at the moment you know he went pretty far he moved Mm -hmm. to a place that he didn't know anybody left yeah. a place he did know and mm-hmm. yeah. you know and has eventually come back and the wild thing for him his journey of grief has been different too where mm-hmm. he he moved back to his hometown of visalia which is you you you've you've traveled up mm-hmm. to the central valley so yep. you know where that's yep. at um and he's kind of gone back to like you know his childhood friends and wow you know playing like Doing things that he used to do Whoa. as a kid, which is wow. like his own like psychological process mm-hmm. of like wow. you know, playing tennis again and playing piano and like yeah. doing this like whole, you know, like I want to go back to a stage in life that like felt good. You yeah. Know, and yeah. Didn't sure. have grief over it, you know. Mm. Yeah. And so he's in a good spot now, I'd say. Wow. And also discovering, rediscovering who yeah. he is. Yeah. Exactly. Connecting to parts totally. of his life that are angering and Yeah yeah I, my my dad kind of went i we haven't talked about this yeah, like we, we haven't yeah, talked in a while yeah it's yeah. been a few years and um but my dad kind of went um the opposite route he he joined the dating site eHarmony, or yeah, I, I can't remember right. which one Whatever but it was. yeah and the first woman that he started uh that he started dating from there is the woman that he married. Wow. And man, yeah, I, there was so much, uh, so much anger, so much rejection of her, so much rejection of her, her daughters that, that, um, I was dealing with. And I, I just, remember wanting everyone to grieve like me everyone in my right. family yeah right oh, to man. grieve like me i was like go to therapy go to a bereavement a bereavement group cry feel it all like she's not here anymore you know and and just so upset with with how my family was processing their grief and especially my dad because it just felt like a total betrayal especially right right that it it was so soon and that he he did not um tell me about it yeah um Mm -hmm. uh and i i really 
uh, liked how you put it, like filling her role, but not her shoes. I've always struggled with articulating that. And that's uh, just like a really eloquent way of saying that because they would always, my family is just like, she's not taking mom's place. And I'm like, but what do you is. mean? Like, yeah, of course, right, right. like she is. Yeah, right, like, right. Like she's like dad's wife. It's like, not to be like crass, but it's like who he's like sleeping with now. And like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and uh, just all these different things yeah. that, you know, hosting at the house mm-hmm. and. Oh, the hospitality. And, yeah. Accepting Oof. hospitality. Right. Oh man. Within your family environment is really hard. Yeah. And and all my siblings were still up north in Turlock. Um, and they're in it, you know, they're seeing it every day. Oh man. And and then there was some some of them being upset with me because I'm far away. I'm not there every day. I'm processing it in my own way. And and they are like Daniel, like get in here, like you just, you know, and and I'm just like I'm not ready. Yeah, right. And right. It, it's maybe within the past year, year and a half that I'm starting to feel much more comfortable, and yeah, and I think there was this fear that my mom and everything she was is, is disappearing and being erased that's right and the more i opened up the more i realized that wasn't the case and i remember there was one time i i went to uh coffee with my stepmom and Whoa. just one you on, and her. one on one yeah and oh, it, yeah it, yeah and we were talking about it and and she said, I just, I could not believe it. And, and I think this was the moment that I was like, this is a good woman mm-hmm. and I'm, cool. I'm open to this. And like, if my dad is going to be with someone, I would not mind it being her. And she said, your mom is like very much a part of our relationship and it's like she's not disappearing like we talk about her a lot and man i i i started crying and then she started crying and it um it just reminded me of when like that's how my mom was when she was seeing someone cry she would she would start doing and they're very different you know like my 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 mom's house was unlocked 24 7 anyone <laughs> anywhere could walk in yeah and and nicole's i think like a little more skittish she keeps the door locked you know yeah, and yeah, sure, and sure. there's lots of different things but when i come over she's like you can stay here as long as you want eat all the food in the fridge that's cool. whatever you want and and so i it was just like this I I just recently I was just like I am tired of just like pushing this away. Yeah. 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 And like these are good people. 
And this is where I'm at. This is the life I have. And I can either engage in this or keep separating myself from my family. And, and I, yeah, I just like just this past month, it's like started saying to, you know, when I'm leaving, like feeling comfortable being like, love you guys, you know, yeah. kind of like to the group, right. you know? Mm, and wow. it's, it's wild. I, mm. and I, you know, you would have asked me this six years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck no. You know, right, like, right, right, yeah. like I'm, I'm out. I didn't, yeah. I didn't want right. to meet her for the longest yeah, time. For sure. mm. And, um, but more specifically like relationship to my dad, like that was just so rough. We were having like an email battle Ooh. about, about Ooh. Nicole, my I've stepmom, you know, I've like, yeah, you did this yeah. and this, right. and you know, and then I, and then it, it, it clicked and this was in therapy. This was maybe a year or two after she had died. We were just having this battle and, and I just remember thinking we could argue this forever. Yeah. And, this could go on and on and on. We could go on so many tangents and it would be endless. And when I started to let go and realize yeah. that everyone grieves differently, yeah, right. Then stuff started to like gravitate towards me where now me and my dad talk about my mom and we cry together. Wow. And, wow, and yeah. And, I mean, I remember distinctly too there after we had worked through some stuff, I had asked my dad, I said, can we have just like one more Christmas where it's, it's just us, just like you and the siblings. And when I asked that he was like, just immediately like, yes, like, mm -hmm. uh, like absolutely. That was the plan. And I like, and then I like, you know, Aww. I just, uh, just, started crying just feeling yeah. all that because my dad still like does stuff and says stuff and like pisses me off in ways sure but like i can see that he's trying yeah. and it took me a long time to to see that but yeah and it's so cool to hear that like you're in a better spot with him now and like me too we are probably in the best spot we've been in a, right. in a long time mm. and that's cool. that's yeah. cool i mean it, it 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 it's like huge when you can get to a place where it's like you're you're um both accepting of where you're at like in the mm -hmm. in the right. grieving process like i think right that, that's like the that that feels like that that's a key step right like because my dad got mad at me because i told him his his fiance at the time who was going to be his wife couldn't be couldn't come to the hospital to visit my daughter being born mm. or like, and I was like, I just want to yeah. keep that boundary. Like, yeah. I don't know yeah. that well. Yep. I, I did know. the same thing. Really? Wow. I, yeah. yeah I Tell me about it. Yeah. Tell me about it. Cause I, yeah. I, cause it's like, as a parent, like there's these, even it's like those Christmas, there, there's the, these things in your life, like yeah. sacred, yeah. Right? Holidays. like sacred, yes. right. like moments and, and yep. markers. And, and that yep. you're like, I want to protect this for, because this is where I'm at my grieving. Process, right yeah. right like right so i setting the boundaries yeah. and you're not boundary. doing anything wrong right you're grieving how you yes. grieve yep. yeah yep. but my dad kept on like right yes. inserting himself so yes i think there's um 
when someone loses a spouse, the experience of the people around them is super painful because like I think all of us in grief become very inwardly focused and we mm. can really not see more than a, a few feet away from sure. our own face. Yeah. Right, right. Because we right. only have our own yep. depths of sadness. And you can empathize to a sense with other people who have experienced similar losses. But I think in your personal connections, it's extremely difficult to be a good caregiver because yeah. there's no margin. You have no yeah, right. emotional room for other people. Yeah. I like, so <laughs> my mom started dating really quickly after dad died as well. It was within six months. She was married Whoa. within a, a year and a half. Whoa, man. And yeah, and um, or a year and eight or nine months. And I got pregnant right before, like right as they started dating. Wow. And gave birth six weeks before they got married. Whoa. So I could not attend yeah. the wedding. They, yeah. It was two weeks before I could travel. Yeah. So I couldn't go. Um, you know, my baby hadn't had any vaccines and it's just yeah. like way yeah, too yeah, little totally. to get on a plane. And, <clears throat> um, but I remember my mom asking me, like, can Johnny come with me to California to she did ask me yeah. to her credit you know and i and she she asked me in such a way it felt really felt like an open question right? sure mm. right 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 and okay. we were we were yeah. like driving in the car together i i was home for my baby shower which happened to be the same trip that she told me they were going to get married which was our first time that i was ever with them both in person yeah mm. wow so i'm there for my baby shower <laughs> within an hour of being on the ground i'm at a pub with both of them they're whoa. telling me they're gonna get married oh, <laughs> it's the first time i've ever seen uh, them in person together i think anyway yeah it was my first time to see them as a couple together and and this is this my, is your dad's friend. one of my dad's very close friends he yeah. was a family friend growing up yeah His, yeah Man. there's a lot of like depth there um and complexity but something that eventually became a blessing but wasn't as helpful as I think they thought it would be for me in accepting the relationship. Um, the rationale being like, oh, well, you know and love Johnny. Like, you know, it's going to be fine. And me being like, yeah, as like an acquaintance family friend that right. like, but it's <laughs> yeah, been a decade right. since I was, I was, oh, I was man. 12 years old in right. the context that we were spending significant amounts of time together. Like I am an adult. I'm a wife. I'm going to be a mom. It's like a totally, anyway, anyway, so, uh, but yeah, I, I told her no. I was like, no, mm. mom, I have, you know, I've let you guys go at your own pace Yeah. and I'm going to go at mine. Right. I just cannot be in a space of my happiest, joyous moment That's right. and invite someone to be there with me who is going to cause it is going to be painful. Yeah. It's going to cause more harm than good. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I want to, I want to protect that space because what I'm going to be thinking totally. about is the fact that dad's not there. Yes. I don't want to mm. have to also contend totally. with the fact that now there's a new person here that you want me to accept so that you can feel good about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And it was so, and she was so 
in the moment she was like, okay, okay. You, but it was, you said all this. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Pretty well, yeah. much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, it, I was yeah. like, Same I sentiment. established yeah. a boundary. Yeah. 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 I was like, yeah, no, like that's my boundary. And um, and she was she was pretty like subdued about it in the moment. But it mm. like later on, I mean, like as you know, as all things do, like those emotional hurts come back as punches. Yep. You know, right. like, well, how did you think it felt for me to yeah, tell him right, he right, couldn't right. come? You know, right. It's like. Uh, becomes it's like well i don't have to worry about that because his emotions aren't my responsibility that's right yeah (laughs) but yeah Yeah, i mean there's so much i think one of the reasons i as we contemplated starting this project wanted to embark in meeting with people and talking with Mm -hmm. people about their experiences of grief is there's so much about the logistical the logistics of life, the culture of life, yeah, and dynamic, relational dynamic that changes, that is really mysterious to people mm. who haven't experienced loss. Yeah, right. And those aspects were by f- by far the most grating to mm. me. Mm. Whereas my grief and my sadness over losing my dad felt very, very, for lack of a better word, sacred and holy. Like mm. it just felt very. Mm pure that Hmm. that just depth of just being gutted and that felt very that was like yeah this is how i'm I'm supposed to feel yeah i can't fix it i wish i could fix it yeah this is not what i want but this feels right the pureness of that yeah yeah just like that's interesting yeah and and the grief being its own kind of like beacon of truth Mm -hmm. sure and then all these the other things that came in were what made grief muddy and confusing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and almost impossible to bear because Mm. these new dynamics that were shifting, I was grieving something new all the time. Yeah. Yes. And grief, like the moment I will never forget the, the way my body felt when mom told me that she was dating. Mm. Um, and it came as a real shock because like two weeks prior I had been like, we had been having long conversations on the phone about, you know, well, I've been hanging out with J- with Johnny one on one, and like th- they're not dates, Allie. He doesn't pick me up, <laughs> and I'm like, I just don't think that's how do you it know works about anymore. Tinder. Right, 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 right. We do not drive in the same car uh, when we use Tinder, okay, Mom? <laughs> so, so she had her. I think she had her own denial going sure. on in the way that their relationship was formed. Because by the time that they began dating, they were fully in love. They had spent so much time together mm. grieving my dad collectively. Yeah. Um, because he was, uh, he was a dear friend to my dad and my family. Anyway. Um, but being on the phone with mom and just feeling like my every cell. My mm. body was on fire yeah. and yeah. feeling, I remember mm. like my vision going really dark and feeling yeah. like fuzzy all over and yeah. feeling like I was going to pass out, like just very visceral. Yes. There was something so like, it felt very primal mm. and like part of my survival was yeah. ending again. Yeah. And in that moment, I knew my mom for a long time wouldn't be a place that I could grieve yeah. with any semblance of health or yeah, right. or uh, productivity. Uh, not that grieving has to be productive, but like 
I think I'm just trying to think of an eloquent way to say like, it wasn't going to be helpful or easy right. to be yeah. with mom in my right. grief right. anymore. Because that is in the back of your mind. Right. That and so she, that, that, yeah. that's the betrayal. Right. Is you right. are abandoning me <clears throat> in my grief right. so that you can, right. exactly. you yep. can that's address your right. grief with a Band-Aid, which I don't have the option to put on myself. Right. Because I'm a child in this situation. I'm the child of the parent who's gone. Mm-hmm. And I can't replace I can't replace the parent. Right. Yet you right. are going and replacing this right. lover mm-hmm. and filling this void. And especially when it's so new, I think, to specifically the children. Yeah. Um, it feels like such a disservice because you know, like, this is a band-aid. Yeah. You, there's no way that you're coming to this marriage in a space of emotional health yeah. or yeah. balance right. Right. because you're so needy right. at that right. point in grieving. Like they're anyway, it my, yeah, no. like I, I mean, we've all kind of like said this in our own way as we've tried to engage with the pain we experienced when our parents started dating. Like it, the idea that things have come full circle and yeah. being able to talk about this sure. at this point feels like a real blessing right. because these feelings of anger and pain aren't like present yeah. and active in my body anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and even, even in those early days, I knew, I think with having a, a woman mom grieving by herself in a big house being vulnerable, mm. she, she had like an emergency situation where she was in the house by herself there were a lot of logical reasons I knew yeah. that that Johnny was a blessing to specifically sure. me. Right. That made it that sort of um gave me less reason to need to be back in Oklahoma, if that makes mm. sense. To like yeah. move back to yep. care for her. Um, like as a daughter, even though she's not she's not even in her sixties yet. She's she's well, she's strong. But um yeah, it took a long time to work through the just torrents of anger and pain. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Immediate anger. Yeah, yeah I remember just my, fury. My dad coming into the house really late one night. I, I was staying oh. at his house, uh, and I just assumed he was already in bed. Yeah. And I came in maybe at like... 10 p.m. that night and he was always in bed by nine and uh then he came in i was on my computer and he came in like around like 11 or 11 30 and i was like what, what the hell yeah, yeah exactly i was like what the hell and then i said to him i was like man you're out late yeah and then my dad has a defensive smile when he's uncomfortable yeah he'll, he'll like kind of smile and then and that's like when he told me and I didn't even feel like it was, Hey oh, Daniel, man. let's talk about something. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, felt very sneaky, yeah. like, like mm-hmm. kind of, right. and, um, yeah, it just felt sneaky. I just felt like I caught him. Yeah. I mean, oh, I think that's man. like the, that's like kind of the, um, the difficulty of it is 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 that as you as you know experiencing as as like adults and our parents beginning to date it's 
it's it's weird like it's weird because you, we kind of shift roles yeah mm-hmm. yes yep. there's a totally. shifting in roles like you're 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 the one who's you just described like it would be very common for you yeah. to come home late. <laughs> Weird. Yes. You know, yeah. You know I never I mean? thought about it like and that. So you, wow, Ryan. There's a, Whoa. you know, and this one therapist that wow. talked about like pain says one of the key, oh key things of pain is like when you have to become a parent to your parent. Yes. Wow. And I think that like when they begin to tell you like, hey, I'm dating, you're yeah. already like in a space of like, like, it doesn't even have it doesn't have to be if you're married or not you're just like someone's coming home late and that experience sounds like oh now you're the adult Man, and you're you always do this to me every time we <laughs> hang out you tell me something mind-blowing <laughs> wow yeah wow yeah wow i never thought about it like that it's a very like it's a very jarring realization to think i am I am more the parent in this situation. Yeah, than, right. Than yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then, then, yeah. And that becomes like the place of like also understanding a, a deeper level of responsibility then. Right. Because like mm-hmm. you talked about, right. you said margins, like as you, when you're married and you have mm-hmm. kids or even like as you get older and you're like taking on more responsibilities, like your margins are being, you know, taken up and then, totally. and then you're being asked then to, to parent your parent. Right. Yeah. Which right. is a whole different level of like didn't a, you didn't you didn't ask know? for this you, you didn't, didn't ask for it like, <laughs> like, and that coming way yeah. before they are physically That's in right. need of you right right. Exactly. right because yes right it does that does happen yes. right it does because that's the a circle very, of life right the sandwich generation right. where you're still caring for it's your totally like true. older kids yes but like now your parents are starting to decay right. yes. and they like need assistance and in that way you become their parent yeah but when it's an emotional parenting of sorts and untimely and untimely we're all we were young i was 27 yeah 25 well 26 when i lost my dad but 27 when they got married well oh when they got okay okay yeah 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 so they actually waited a while they Mm. nicole was like until everyone is ready we're not doing this which i thought was very respectful yeah, yeah, I think um, that's a but, key, that's another key. I mean, it's like if you if the person's actually legit, right? Yeah. Then you're yes. just like, <laughs> yes. Then it's like a, like you can let that process you know go yeah. with yourself yeah. and like be yeah. like, okay, yeah, this is good, right? Come to a place of acceptance and right. like, like kind of like what you yeah. share, like this is good. I I don't think I ever came to a place where I like in my mind I fully trusted my dad's relationship with this woman. Yeah. yeah like sure. it was like yeah. always like i'm i'm i could tell in myself i'm i'm not being completely authentic yeah. yeah like i don't like there's a part of me that doesn't trust this you sure. know what i mean uh, and so like you uh, weren't wrong yeah, and yeah. i wasn't wrong right, right? right. And so it's like yeah. that's the thing it's like it's oh, really man. you know hard yeah. to say yeah. that but like and yeah you i mean you would know your your body would let you mm-hmm. know if yeah. it was yeah. something right. that was a value like with you and i have i i i always intuitively knew like it like i am pissed that this is happening when it's happening the way it's happening but at least it's at least it's johnny Mm, like at least it's someone 
at least that at least, yeah at least it's course. someone that i know is going to take good care of mom yeah who right. is going to be um like a positive part of our family eventually yeah for me even yeah. um but oh man yeah yeah i can't imagine going into um that wedding just thinking like oh no yeah I mean, right. it was like, it, there right. was just like a lot of red flags the whole time. And yeah. just like, you know, not, I wanted to give space for myself, like saying like, oh, this is my grief coming out. And like, like mm -hmm. things that we've talked about already, the anger and the feeling of like, I don't want, you know, but there was never a moment where I was like, oh, this is, this is okay. This is, I never yeah. like in my conversations, mm -hmm. like, you know, like, I feel like I could never really truly trust what she said. Like I, you know, like yeah. there were moments. So the moment that was probably most defining in that time was like, we that that one time we did go up for my dad's birthday to Portland. We stayed with them at their house and, um, my dad had his own room that he slept in. Oh, huh. and, and so he was weird because he snored too much. <laughs> I mean, you know, and I get that. Like, I get that. You know, like I snore at my wife. You know, like <laughs> Jesse, no, she doesn't like that. You know, it's funny, but, but like, but the the thing that was crazy was like it was it didn't feel right. Like mm -hmm. it was like it was on the completely different side of the house. Mm. You know, my dad. Yeah. Like, there's this all this other weird stuff that happened where like my dad had probably like six or seven surgeries all during the time they were married. Mm. like weird things like and weird. i was like what the heck is happening like you know you know just like i think there was some of that like him just getting older but then some of it's just like they had their own separate lives in the same house like it was just uh, and i uh, could never really trust it like i i could yeah. never I, I couldn't imagine sitting down with my you know like his wife right i could never yeah. call her stepmom either yeah. by the way like, right and that that <laughs> was total big step yeah moving from my my dad's new wife right to stepmom that that That's was a, a step. big That's jump a step. like yeah. my my uh sister has gotten to the point of calling her mom wow. which i at first was like oh you know yeah. like it like i i didn't i didn't want it but then I, I just realized like I, I, it's this, her story with grief, my sister's story with grief is not mine. And this oh, is her process. Absolutely. And yeah. all I want to do now is, you know, yes. If, if my sister was doing drugs and like, you know, <laughs> like just going crazy, right. then it's like, all right, we need to get yeah. you in line. Right. But, she's like progressing in her own way how how she how she sees fit and it's not harming anyone it's not harming the family it's not misguided and, right yeah right and like i don't i don't think she's i do feel like with my sister after talking with her so much about this it, this is an addition it's yeah. not a replacement and so yeah. I, I'm 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 open to her saying I don't know if I'll ever get to that point. Sure. But I think like my grandkids will call her 
a, a grandma name of yeah. some sort. Sure. You know? right. and, and I, I am, I'm not going to take that from them because sure. she, right. she is, she's a good woman. Yeah. And yeah. Oh man. We, uh, we still call Galen calls Johnny, Johnny. I can't, <laughs> the, I, you, know, you know, like, and it's, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But I grew up, I grew up with my mom's mom having remarried and calling her new husband, you know, uh, Papa and mm, knowing oh. him as grandpa and him really being the only grandparent figure in my life that had true significance. Mm. My, oh. And so I, I was pretty lucky to have kind of a template of like, I know what it's like for me as a grandkid to gain so much from this person who loves me, right. even though they're not my biological right. person. Yeah. So in my mind, I like, I know that Johnny is already that for Galen because mm. he is very kind and engaging and vibrant with my son, but I cannot physically allow myself to call for Galen to call him like Grandpa Johnny yeah. or to give yeah. him like a pet name, grandpa right. name yeah. of any sorts. Right. Because I still don't know what I would have called my I would have wanted my son to call my dad. Mm. And there's something in that of like, I never got to name dad or yeah, my kid never wow. got to name dad as yeah. grandpa. And I'm just like, if it's just one more boundary that like, yeah. maybe, maybe someday when another kid in the family comes along and they get the chance to yeah. Yeah. name Johnny, whatever they want, like, I'm not going to stop that. Yeah. But like, and you know, I don't know. Yeah. It sounds like that'd be an interesting conversation to have with your mom too, because it's like, yeah. what was uh -huh. her process of like, yeah, saying like, well, what what do we call she, my, you know, like she calls she calls for a long time, you know, I because I haven't had this conversation with my mom, it's like a little tender, but sure, um, mm -hmm. she refers to Johnny as Grandpa Johnny to Galen. But I never do. Uh, right. And there was this, it was, it lasted a long time. And then I noticed she followed my lead and now she's just calling him Johnny. Uh, wow. But oh, like, cool. I, yeah. I think there was this moment where we were like questioning, like, what's the rule? Sure. And sure. she wasn't, she, I don't think she was trying to overstep a bound. I do think she just wants her family to feel how she imagined family would feel. Right. And missing out on grandparenting with my dad I think is a very difficult for her um it, it, Galen is the first grandchild he, yeah right yeah. yeah yeah on both sides of me and my husband both of our families so he is yeah. the first grandbaby um so yeah so we're sort of setting that precedent but yeah I think the <laughs> I console myself that Johnny does sound almost like a a grandpa name. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's got yeah. an it's got like an IE sound. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. So like I'm like, it sounds almost like a I don't know, Grampy or yeah. it's a Johnny. You know? Yeah, it's a Johnny. <laughs> yeah. I and I think that is something that consoles me is that um my mom did get to experience her first first biological grandchild yeah. yeah and and there was always 
that we were like wondering like what mm. they were they were gonna call them and yeah and I remember that there was just this like running joke of Mima and Peepaw is that those were gonna be the, yeah. the names and uh and I've always thought like if I have kids like my yeah. mom will be Mima right. and then yeah and then uh grandma nicole will have her own name yeah and, yeah you know with with my dad's side of the family yeah. his parents got divorced mm -hmm. we always were it was uh grandma jay grandma karen those were the two wives <laughs> grandma you know, and, then, karen. and then uh and then uh grandpa ken and grandpa marty those were the, the two grandpas and so and i but i've always loved like my my grandma my mom's side was grammy and yeah. then and then uh we had nana my great grandma you know and so i wanted i wanted that to continue and um but yeah seeing seeing my stepmom with the grandkids is like man it's it's she's just really good with them my mom would have done a hundred times more right. than she would yes. have done. She sure. would have been with them every second she could have. Yeah. Whereas yeah. I think Nicole is like, you know, I think she's, I think a little bit younger than my dad and, you know, her daughters are like 10 plus years younger than me. And like, oh, man. so she's not like, she's maybe biological not. grandma mode, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, sure, sure, like sure, sure. It, and so, she loves my nieces sure. and nephew for sure and and they have a lot of fun together but um uh i i mean i'm just going on a tangent now but uh yeah it it's it's tough just that that whole process mm -hmm. and 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 all right yeah i guess i wanted to say that i know that my mom isn't being forgotten in the midst of all this cuz yeah. my uh my nieces are like they're very aware of yeah. grandma brenda which that's what they they call her wow and and they like chloe like holds deer like this teddy bear that my wow. mom gave her and like this picture of them too when oh she was gosh. a newborn Whoa. like awesome. she like she knows and and so I, I yeah I guess like a lot of acceptance of everything that's happening is just coming through knowing that my mom isn't being forgotten mm -hmm. yeah and yeah yeah it's like a that's just been a a stepping stone for me in mm -hmm. this process of grief yeah um, yeah can we take a bathroom break yes oh yeah, my sorry. god we. We probably see. we let's I think we're take a over. we're definitely over take a bathroom break and then while you go to the bathroom Daniel and I will deliberate on to which last question we shall okay. ask you and then we'll we'll wrap.
thanks for listening to part one of Ryan Dahlstrom's episode. Be sure to come back next week and we will continue our conversation. If you would like to connect with us, we are on Instagram at what they don't ask. There is a period between each of those words so that you can read it. Or you can email us at wtdapodcast at gmail.com. We love to hear from you when you listen to these episodes. And if you have a story you want to share or you'd like to connect with us, please do. This has been What They Don't Ask. Thanks.